This episode of Your Catholic Life is brought to you by Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners with Christ, iowacatholicradio.com, and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Welcome in, everyone, to Your Catholic Life, a podcast for Catholics by Catholics, helping you grow in your faith. I'm John Leonetti, your host. It's been over a month since the convocation of Catholic leaders in Orlando, and the conversation is not going away. Missionary discipleship. What does it mean, and where do we start, are just a few of the questions being asked and answered by many. My guest today was a highlight of the conference, in my humble opinion. From everything I read and everything I saw via Facebook Live, Bishop Frank Cajano challenged us as Catholics to not waste any more time in our call to become disciples of our Lord and His Church. Here's my conversation with Bishop Cajano, Bishop of the Diocese of Bridgeport, Connecticut. Bishop Frank Cajano. Hello, Bishop. Good morning to you. How are you? You like that pronunciation, don't you? Oh, you, you, I was excellent. I was, yeah. I was impressed. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's see. Uh, American, well, you know, Leonetti, I, I got I to gotta pronounce it right, right? Well, my showrunner, she's awesome, okay? She goes, a real Italian pronunciation is Cajano. She put that right here for it. So. <laughs> she certainly did. Excellent. <laughs> uh, okay, you were a hit at the, um, and I know you say all this, you know, it, it's not about you. It's not about any of us. Of course, I, I get it. But your words had a rippling effect at this convocation, uh, July 1st to the 4th, and, and where you really challenged people to be able to get out, join the same, basically the same team of the Catholic Church, and we got to start moving. Right, exactly so. Our greatest enemy at times is the divisions we have within ourselves. Yeah. You know, when a world wants to see an, an authentic expression of faith, uh, particularly the an indifferent world, you're going to move them from their from their spot of inactivity to activity <clears throat> one of the things they want to look at is whether we we walk the walk mm-hmm. and when we're divided amongst ourselves um that's a countersign so that was part of why i said what i said i i think sometimes good people with really zealous hearts forget that it's all about the lord and the lord is guiding the church and we need to be obedient to what the lord wants and sometimes it's a hard lesson to learn because you have great intentions and you think you have the answer, but maybe the answer is only part of the answer. Mm-hmm. Do you think, so, do you think uh, indifference is one of the biggest battles we're facing in the Church today? To, uh, uh, yes. <clears throat> I, I think indifference actually is the greatest challenge wow. we are facing in evangelizing sure. um, people around us. Um, because my sense is there was a time when I was may- maybe a bit younger— and there was a bit of hostility. Um, but hostility actually is, in a strange sort of way, the flip side of affection. I mean, you're vested enough to be passionate enough to be angry. Okay, so there is some sort of connection. Sure. But now my sense is that there are a lot of people who have just kind of washed their hands and said, you know what, it's too much energy to figure this out. Um, there's too many rules, too many regulations. There's too much of uh, uh, a set uh, expectation of how I'm supposed to live that doesn't allow me my input, because, again, it's all about me. So they just walk away. And it's not that there's any great hostility, um, but there isn't any connection at all. Yeah. 
I, and, I've made the joke before uh, with people that I know, even in my own family. You know, if I told them I believed in the wall, they would congratulate me and tell me how amazing that is, right? I mean, right. it's there's there's a clear disconnect, I think, with with this. And I I don't know, Bishop, if it's because we're not living it the way we we, we really should, where it's not as radical or challenging to others if it's just kind of just kind of uh, a commonplace oh this is me and this is you and this is you sort of thing i mean it, i don't know where this indifference is stemming from but maybe it's our fault well well i well i think we we have a, a part to play in it yeah and i think that is part of it you know when that when we lack authenticity and we all do at one time or another because we are all sinners but sure. i mean when you lack authenticity um in a in a very significant way of course it's a countersign and i spoke about the division but i think also i mean quite frankly the genius of pope francis part of the genius of of the holy father and why i think he is a gift to the church precisely the holy spirit giving us him as a gift is his challenge to accompany people mm-hmm. So he's he is adding the next layer to Blessed Paul the Sixth and Saint John Paul the Second and Pope Emeritus Benedict. He's adding another layer to the cake, and what he's saying is that the only way you overcome indifference, or if there is hostility, one or the other, is you need to accompany a person, and all those questions that person has, all of the reasons that person has come up with that says this is not worth my energy or time, to help them unravel those questions. First, by creating a, a relationship of trust, right, that you really do love this person, despite the fact that he or she has come up with a radically different solution about the meaning of life than Boy, I have. That's hard. Right? That's step <laughs> one. Sacrifice, right? Yep. It's, it's putting yourself out there. And then walking with the person to, to help that person ask those questions and give them a reason for faith, Give them our understanding of why we have come to these conclusions. Not like take it or leave it, but there is a rationale behind it. There is a a larger context behind it. There's a greater purpose behind it. And I think that's where all the work is. Yeah, yeah that, that is where all the work I just wish I could say it once, and then it's over. The light yeah, comes no. upon the other person, and, oh, that makes sense. Mm. And then, you know, they, yeah. but you're right. It's, as you say, sitting down at the table with them Amen. and and continuing that conversation we're talking with uh, uh bishop frank cajano right now he is the bishop of the diocese of bridgeport connecticut you say this bishop uh mm. just to kind of piggyback off of what you continue to say a radical call to missionary discipleship calls us to a radical call to holiness you cannot give what you do not have you cannot mm-hmm. share whom you do not know people will see right through it until you and i respond to that deep call to the lord respond to his grace be modeled into his image and become his deep an enduring friend in the true sense of the word. Boy, that gives me the goosebumps. Mm. Well, I, and it's it's the it's the great challenge of the 21st century for any missionary disciple. Mm-hmm. In the end, my experience has been we have many good people who are even religious people, who are faithful people, who are struggling with a, a relationship with Christ that is personal and involves the community of believers, okay? Because as Catholics, our relationship with the Lord is not just a personal one-on-one relationship, but is in and through the Church, which is His mystical body in the world, right? So if you don't have that, and you're not developing that relationship with the Lord, which is finding His will for you, which is 
this profound friendship in the true sense of what that word means, and my surrender of my life to him and to the community, which is his presence, then that's holiness. That's the pursuit of, then once that begins to happen, then going to Mass is not an obligation, it's a joy. Reaching out to your neighbor is not a, a project to be done, but it is just a natural consequence of my joyful stance in life yeah. because I am bursting with this absolute, incredible, infectious, joyful love that says, I, I, I'm, I'm okay. Uh, not because I'm, uh, I'm without sin, but the Lord forgives me. If I get on my knees, I know when I get up, the Lord is going to give me another chance and in the end, he's leading me to eternal life. He's leading me to everlasting glory. You know, Julianne of Norwich, all things shall be well. All things and matters of things shall be well in the ground of our beseeching. And with that confident hope, gosh, we could convert the world. Yes, we could. <laughs> I, and I love how you say that. It's not just a project to be done. I mean, this is, as you said, a natural consequence of falling in love with Jesus. Uh, Bishop Cajano is my guest right now. You say we sometimes make this much more complicated than it really is. What do you mean by that? Well, that's the, the genesis of my uh, comment about the table, rediscovering sure. the power of the table. Because, I, I mean, uh, I, we have lots of programs and initiatives, and all, and all of that is good. But when it all comes down to, to the brass tacks, of which I'm kind of like a brass tacks kind of guy, I mean, mm-hmm. it's... You're Italian, it's, man, come on. Yeah, I'm from Brooklyn. <laughs> I mean, it's just, let's just get to the bottom line. I love all right? it. <laughs> and the bottom line is, if, if our family is healthy and holy, and our family of faith is healthy and holy, it will be doing a lot of its work around the table. Mm-hmm. All right. And that is a metaphor to say you find time to sit together and share life together. It may not always be a meal. It could be a cup of coffee. It could be at Starbucks. It could be in your house. But you have to be together. You have to share life together. You have to open your hearts to each other together. That's what I mean by rediscovering the power of the table. An email is not sufficient. A text is not sufficient. I need to see you face to face. And I jokingly say, you know, because you're Italian, but I mean, did you have that growing up as a, uh, oh, I mean, there, I, is, this has got to be where this came from there in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. I mean, you had that yeah. strong sense of community or family oh. around a table, right? Uh, well, it was. See, and my father and mother were, my mother was a saint hmm. and my father was a good man. And, and my mother's going to get my father, my sister, myself, my whole family into heaven, without a doubt, <laughs> by her prayers. But my parents you know, came to this country, they didn't have much of an education. My father had a third grade education. Wow. And he worked as a longshoreman his whole life, unloading ships. So he couldn't, you know, wax eloquently about many of the truths of life. But he was a wise man. Mm. And his belief was family comes first. That it was his primary responsibility given to him by God. And he wanted time with his family, and he did not want to hear any excuse that something else was more important. Wow. It was just simple as that. So every Sunday, absent death, we were at the table every Sunday. And sometimes, you know, I would say, my sister would say, well, we want to go out with our friends. My father's response is, bring your friends. Wow. That's awesome. So we would have dinner. We could have 20 people. I mean, we were a family of four. We could have half the neighborhood. And my parents loved it. <laughs> But the whole point is you need to be together to share life together. That's how you grow in love. And if a parish 
began to do that. Mm. Let me ask a really hard question. Yeah. How many parishes do we have where every single person is known by name, and when a person is missing, someone will call them and say, Joe, Mary, Harry, where, where, where were you? What's going on? Are you okay? I said you were going to challenge us today. Y- you did. <laughs> that's, that's the litmus test for evangelization, in my humble opinion. Wow. That's powerful. Bishop Frank Cajano is my guest right now. You can check out this great interview uh, article that was written, National Catholic Register, Bishop Frank Cajano on there, and the power of the table from Bridgeport, Connecticut. Uh, Is your mom still alive? No, mom died six years ago. My dad died 12 years ago. Wow. And and you say she's a saint. I got 30 seconds. I want to know why. Okay, simple answer. Yeah. Uh, Of all the people I've ever met in my life that I've shared my life with, My mother is the one person where I never doubted her love for me, Mm. even when I brought her the worst things to say. Really? Yeah. I mean, if if God is love, the unconditional love, then our task is to love each other and mirror that love. My mother mirrored it in the most profound way I've ever experienced in my life. I love it. That's why I think she's a saint. Bishop, you're a good man. I, I just can't thank you enough for coming on here. Well, my pleasure, and thank you for your great work in ministry. Keep I, up the great work. I appreciate it. We'll be following you, Bishop Frank Cajano, everyone. So there you have it, friends. As the good bishop said, nobody in this room is going to save the church. We have a Savior, and his name is Jesus Christ. I love that. It's our job, therefore, to first fall in love with him, Jesus, because he can't give what you don't have, and then take that love into our homes as husbands and wives, mothers and fathers, and out into the workforce as well. Co-workers, everyday acquaintances, the time of conversion is now. Thanks again to Bishop Frank Cajano, my guest today. Friends, make sure to share this and other episodes of Your Catholic Life on Facebook and Twitter, inviting your friends to take part in the show. Visit our website, yourcatholiclifepodcast.com as well. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm John Leonetti, signing off here on your Catholic life. Remember, the only way to happiness is by holiness. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today.